0: Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. Please fasten your seat belts. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, All you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs, and we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, I speak with Ben as he discusses his belief that we are all experiencing spiritual trauma. To view the full video of this interview, please visit beingreasonableshow.com. So spiritual trauma is affecting all of our lives. Maybe we should back up and define some terms first. Yeah because I've gotten myself in trouble when I haven't defined terms. (laughs) And so now I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Yeah, let me, I have a few definitions that I like to use. Yeah. We should probably define what you mean by trauma, and we should probably define what you mean by spiritual. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us.
0: We're all connected to each other by a power greater than all of us. Yep. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And then for trauma, what are we we talking about?
1: There are so, like, so trauma is a pretty hot button topic nowadays. um, And it has been defined (laughs) extensively and then in very easy, small, like, easy to understand and grapple with Terms. And so for, for me, I think trauma is when our brains have been hurt to put it in an easy to understand way. And we are still grappling in with the experience of something that might have happened to us. And so an example. There could go in multiple different directions, would be when uh, someone's experiencing a moment of PTSD. So they had a moment in their past um, where they have been, quote, traumatized. And so they experience something that is really detrimental to their safety. And what happens in that moment is they are continuing to experience that moment after the fact in moments that, quote, trigger. A response and trigger the memory.
0: On a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that your belief is true? Ooh, five. Okay, more confident than not. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I assume seven is confident and one is not confident.
0: <laughs> yeah, seven is right. Seven is way complete confidence, and and one would be no confidence. Yeah, I yeah. I feel good about five. Also on a scale from one to seven, Mm -hmm. how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? True and real. Also a five. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. Five. So what you believe, you're fairly confident, not extremely confident, but fairly confident what you believe is true. And even if it's not true i think you're saying you're okay with it so
1: yes and the reason is is specifically with this belief i believe Uh uh, that the world would be a better place if we treated it as if it were true
0: okay and we're talking about the belief being true or false and not just so i understand not whether it should be true correct okay yeah just making sure Okay. We'll get more into that in a bit because five and a five, that's very interesting. And I think that through, um, (laughs) not normal answer. (laughs) Actually, no, usually people are, um, higher up on the scale and, uh, maybe not so much the confidence level, but usually they would be higher up on a truth scale, but, but that's not, that is not making a judgment at all. That's just, that's just me, um, experiencing something novel how do you know your belief is true it's a great question
1: i like to read um and i did not always like reading that's uh but after college funnily enough i started reading a lot and i came across um renee brown's work when i was working at summer camp about 11 years ago and it just kind of opened my world up into this whole new uh conversation around um what the world is collectively engaging with and for me it seems like the world at large is especially my community and so i i've i've traveled but i have not spent extensive time in other countries so i mean i say the world i I'm, a lot of that is anecdotal evidence and or some of those things. But the, certainly my world, if not the world, is grappling with a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of really difficult emotional experiences because of the way that our world is grappling with the racism, the... <laughs> pandemic that we're in the mass terrorist attacks that have been happening all over the world like all of these things that are sparking conversations um are cultivating a culture of what I believe to be is centered around grappling with our shame and not doing it very well and so when I see these things that are happening and I relate them to how I'm experiencing those things in my life. I feel like I am not quite so alone because I see that I'm not the only one experiencing these things. And so grappling with the collective trauma that is happening around the country, the United States right now around black lives matter around the pandemic, around so many things that are occurring. it seems as though I'm just more and more seeing evidence that we are in crisis management and so that that leads me to to believe what I believe. I'm seeing more and more evidence of it uh, and not much in the sense of how we're handling it.
0: Okay. You put a lot. You put a lot on the plate. So let me <laughs> uh, let me try to understand fundamentally why you believe the belief. And I think you mentioned a few things. Mm-hmm. One is a book that you several. Yeah, you mentioned one particular author, Brown. Yep, and another reason why you believe the belief is personal experience of what yep. you're seeing around you. Yep, and I think you also related it to. Maybe the personal experience of others, I'm not quite sure.
1: Yeah. So I I think there is data to suggest that there are others who are experiencing similar things. Data?
0: Yeah. Okay. Of all those reasons, and and it doesn't have to be an either-or thing, but when you think about how you know that belief is true, what's the main reason you would use in your mind?
1: I think that the number one thing that has led me to this would be well oh, that's so hard and and here's why it's here's why it's difficult is mm-hmm. because they they all contribute to one another so I think the the literature that I read helps me grapple with my own personal experience
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: helps me and I think it helps me contextualize and understand the data that i'm receiving and all vice versa and so i all think i think they all talk to each other but if i had to pick one i i think that i am most probably slanted and swayed by
0: my own personal experience okay and again it's not an either or thing but it helps me know fundamentally why you might believe something
1: yeah i know i, I i'm I don't know how familiar you are with personality profiles, but like, I I always think about this when I go back to like INFJ and, or like Enneagram one and all these different personality profiles, it's, I'm very instinctual. And that's something that I've had to grapple with. And because instincts aren't always correct. Sometimes our brains trick us, but I have relied on and lived with my instincts for a while. And I, they have served me well. And so in in this case, it may not, but in this case, or, or in general, I have felt served well by that personal
0: experience. So when we're talking about personal experience, we're talking about personal experience of what you've seen or been through. And also personal experience of you, the way you function is you have these impressions, these hunches, these feelings of what is true. Yes.
1: Is that correct? That's also true.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, and you might've, Described it in slightly different terms, but I'm trying to encapsulate it yeah, the yeah. best I can, and that's all another way how you know that it is true. So when we're talking about personal experience. What do we mean? Is it things that you've seen on television, television things you've experienced yourself, things that uh, you've seen your friends experience, uh, and you're talking about hunches or not, or impressions that it's, that yeah. It, how how do you know what you know here? So,
1: thinking about the belief of, you know, we are collectively grappling with spiritual trauma.
0: Yeah.
1: I I think that one, if I go back to my personal history of what spiritual trauma has looked like for me, and now that is a familial experience. Now, if you put that in the context of a, a church, I see. Right. All of a sudden, what you have is someone who is gatekeeping what may or may not be heaven for you based off of an identity that others are putting on to you that you are subscribing to. And that's something that you're owning. And then all of a sudden it's like, if I am who I am, I am not, I don't belong here. And that's traumatic.
0: So we're talking about the kind of trauma we're talking about. We're talking about familial trauma or in church trauma where how you feel and how you act is frowned upon. And I would say it's more than frowned upon. I would say it's condemned. It is condemned. And there's trauma inflicted upon you because of who you are. Yeah.
1: Well, if you subscribe to the belief that if, if you're going to the church and, and this applies not just to Christianity, this applies to any spirituality that you belong to, mm-hmm. but using the Christian church is a very low hanging fruit, if you will. It, 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 if you subscribe to the belief that you know, God loves you, but doesn't love you if you are gay, yeah. that is one example of how yeah, yeah. that is incredibly traumatic.
0: And I wanna understand your two terms of trauma And, um, um, spiritual, yeah, better. If someone, if Johnny was sitting next to you and he fundamentally had the same belief that you did, but he, the only difference was, as Johnny said, that it, that all this was going on in the world and, and what you've experienced has caused spiritual anxiety. Sure. Are we talking about the same thing? We talking about something different? I think that's different. Okay. I would describe anxiety
1: differently than I would this because when I, and and I think that spirituality is something that's really hard. And like, there's a reason that, um, it's hard to quantify like how spiritual one person is or whether like someone who subscribes to a certain belief subscribes to even someone who's sitting next to them in the pews or uh, at the mosque or in whatever uh, container that is for you. And, and so.
0: And it does bring me to the second question. If Johnny then says, okay, trauma. And then what if he says, these sorts of things called psychological trauma. Mm -hmm. Are we saying the same thing as spiritual trauma or something different?
1: Yeah, so I think spiritual trauma, to put that in its own umbrella term, is trauma that is inflicted by, or
0: caused by,
1: or experienced in a spiritual context.
0: Okay, spiritual trauma occurs within a spiritual context, and psychological trauma, Occurs when it's psychological.
1: Context. And those can overlap. And so I think that you can have psychological trauma, physical trauma in a church, right? And if you are in that spiritual space where that's something you're subscribing to, that can then therefore become a spiritual trauma as well.
0: What is it about the space that causes something to be a spiritual trauma versus a psychological trauma? Do you think? The, the person who's experiencing
1: it's beliefs so if someone is in a church and they believe that that church is hallowed ground, then that will then can, that can be something that is a spiritual experience for them. If I, who am, I am not Christian go into a church and something happens to me, that's not necessarily going to be a spiritual experience for me. It could be, but
0: not necessarily. Now, and now the trauma, and this is why I'm, glad that I talked to you about what you mean by spiritual in the beginning. When we talked about if someone who has a terrible sexual experience, violence, something terrible happened to them, and it's a a spiritual trauma, so we're saying that that trauma has something to do with our relationship to others through a higher power. Is that correct? Can you repeat that one more time? Well, to use your definition of spiritual, mm-hmm. when something terrible happens in a spiritual space, what we're saying is, is that terrible thing that happened is something that a connection, of negative connection that we've had with another person through a higher power? No. No, I'm sorry. No.
1: I think it's, I think...
0: Because I'm using your definition of spirituality and, and your definition of spirituality, I think is a connection with others through a higher power in some sense. And so we're talking about a spiritual trauma. We're talking about two people having an intense negative reaction, negative experience with each other through a higher power.
1: Yeah, so, uh, the, to and I think that That's not true because it's not necessarily through the higher power. However, it can be.
0: So it seems that someone can experience something as being in a spiritual trauma. And I think what you're telling me is another person could experience that exact same thing and that not be a spiritual trauma. Correct.
1: And it could be a trauma, but it might not be a spiritual trauma it could be in the same way, a spiritual experience, but not traumatic.
0: If the same event can be a spiritual trauma and not a spiritual trauma, you're telling me the difference is, I'm really trying to understand the difference is, is how the person perceives the trauma as it being spiritual or not spiritual it's all
1: in the perception of the person who's owning whatever is occurring at the time. Yes.
0: So if I experience a spiritual trauma and the reason why I experience a spiritual trauma is, is because my sense of spiritualism. And if I didn't have that sense of spiritualism, then I wouldn't expect, experience that sense of spiritual trauma sometimes yes how do we know then that that concept then is a thing if someone can have one experience of that being a spiritual trauma and that very same experience and it not being a spiritual trauma how do we know that when someone does say it's a spiritual trauma, that it's a spiritual trauma, that that's a thing. How, how do we know that? It's a good, interesting question.
1: If I were to put that in the context of, if I were to put that in the context of like a racist comment, and if I were to, as a white male, to say something that a black male perceives to be racist, but another black male says that's not racist, does it cease to become racist? And that's the question, right? It's all in who's interpreting and who's who's doing that. But if they experience it that way, then whose responsibility is it to make that, like to, to navigate whether it was harmful or not,
0: right? So if I experience something if Johnny experiences a thing, how does that relate to that thing being true and real? If someone, I could experience a lot of things and they may be true, they may not be true, and, and we may not ever be able to know, but does the act of experiencing make that thing real? So does act does the act of experiencing a spiritual trauma make a spiritual trauma real? real
1: when things occur within us whether they are unique or whether they are something that can be categorically identified as something that is predictable right uh, and I mean is it like in a way you could ask like is blue blue yeah. right and so but it's one of the like, I I didn't finish that original thought I'm, I'm tangenting sorry um w- one of the things that i appreciate about like there's there's numbers data but there's also qualitative data yeah. and qualitative research does qualitative uses qualitative data duh and <laughs> what it does is it looks for what is called uh, oh i'm forgetting what it's
0: called the, Are you saying that the spiritual is a qualitative sense and not a, I'm, an I'm objective? Saying,
1: I'm, yeah, well, I'm saying that qualitative data is just as useful and necessary for defining and understanding our experiences as any sort of thing that might be um, in the DSM which is the diagnostic and statistical manual for mental health or mental illness um, but even then if we look at the dsm there's been so many flaws over time yeah. because things have been added and removed because as we grow and we learn and more and, and we're able to quantify and so,
0: so the dsm we could maybe describe as a nomenclature to yeah. describing what happens in the world what is true about the world but Whether those categories really truly exist as this, this is this, this is bipolar, this is schizophrenia, this is something else, we might – that might be a harder thing to know. And I think what's important is that we're doing –
1: I believe that we are collectively doing the best that we can with the knowledge that we have, which begs – like which asserts also that we don't have all the knowledge in the world that can or will exist. And our best isn't necessarily the like, crim of the crop, right?
0: So are we saying that the spiritual is a perception of something that is real or that is real? That That, that is something that is real? Depends on who you ask.
1: Like, I think if you
0: ask a- I'm asking you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. For, for me, I've, spirituality, it exists. Like I am, I'm like, I'm seven on that. Very confident. (laughs) Uh, But I I think, and I I also am a seven on trauma exists. Okay. Right. Right. And what is, I think, difficult to navigate with the, is it is based off of the, the unique experiences of people and the interpretations, but I think we have to choose. So it exists
0: Yet people interpret it differently. Yes. Yes. Thought experiment? Let's try. Okay. I have these boxes of Mentos here. All right. I believe that there are an even number of Mentos in this box. Okay. I believe it. I believe that's a real thing. People. may perceive them differently or whatever. Regardless, I believe that is a fact, an objective fact about the world, that there's an even number of Mentos. Okay. I'm sitting next to Johnny, and Johnny believes that there's an odd number of Mentos in this box. Do we both have true beliefs that this is a real thing, or... Is one of us correct and one of us not correct i'm just trying to understand how you see the world in a bigger sense
1: sure i i think i think believing is valid but as soon as you're presented with information that tells you otherwise i think we need to be willing to grapple and understand with the fact that if i believe there's an odd number of mentos and we end up counting them and i learn that there's an even number it's not saying nope there was an odd number it's saying, okay, I'm. I've come into contact with new nice. information, and so I'm we willing both, to make a change.
0: Gotcha. So we both believe something that may or may not be true, and you're saying there's a test. And if I believe there's an even, Johnny believe there's there's an odd. Yep. There's a test that we can do. Yes. And and then we have an answer. Sure. Hopefully. If I believe that the spiritual, the spirituality, is as you. Find it if I believe that it's a thing, it's true, objectively true, Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting next to Johnny,
1: yeah,
0: and Johnny doesn't believe that that is an objectively true thing. Mm -hmm. What could we do at that point to discover what is true? Okay, what is the test
1: to figure out whether it is true? So I think that's interesting because what that does, that experiment does is it puts Johnny's experience and your experience on the same playing field. Okay. And so for a third party trying to determine whether spirituality is real based off of you and Johnny, that's like almost like, how would you prove that based off of you and Johnny? Right what is something that is true to you and something that is true to Johnny, right? That is not a physical thing that you can count or test or do. How do you, like, it's like saying, where do you, like, how do you test for God? And theologians have been trying to do that for years, right? And so you can't prove that God exists. You also cannot prove that God does not exist, right? And so that's where the faith element comes in, right? So spirituality separated from faith Spirituality is belief that we are all connected to one another through some sort of belief that there is something greater than all of us, so whether I, that's God or not.
0: I just want to just I didn't want you to go too far. I just wanted to before I could just understand what you're saying that the difference between a test for the Mentos and the test between my belief, let's say, and Johnny's belief, is that there's an element of faith.
1: Yeah, I jumped quickly from that. No, I just, I just want to know yeah, what yeah. you're
0: saying. And by faith,
1: we mean belief in something that cannot be proven
0: to exist, right? Are or... you saying faith is belief without the evidence of that belief being true? Or are you saying something different? Uh,
1: that's a good question.
0: Um, This is
1: where it gets nebulous. So being, being spiritual and having spirituality Is your subscription to that there is something greater to all of us, whether that be a virtue, like, for instance, love. I think I believe love is greater than I am. And therefore, I think that love connects all of us. Right. And so we are connected by love. That's now. So if I were to put that as an example, right. I would then have to be that, like that belief. And then there is the faith element, which is you could potentially swap belief and faith, right? But what happens is faith is that element of you don't know,
0: but you believe it anyway. You believe something that you don't know you believe something that you don't know i'm trying to understand (laughs) yeah how do we know something that we don't know
1: yeah so i am currently in divinity school trying to suss that out myself um i to, just to be frank, do not subscribe to any particular religion, um, and so when I think about someone who has a manual, whether that be the Torah, the Bible, the Quran, that has this, you know, text that they are subscribing to that is sacred, and when you are told from a very young age that every word of that is true. Mm-hmm right? Yeah. Even when it has been like several of the instances and things that have happened have been proven that to like, this cannot happen. <laughs> like no one can do this. Right. Um, and yet people still believe it. Yeah. And so you can believe something that isn't true. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of judgment around that <laughs> in the world. And so, and yet the, there's a, vast majority of people in the world who subscribe to religion and believe things that aren't necessarily um, able to be
0: proven. Yeah. And I see where you're coming from. I think you're saying that people have beliefs that are not true.
1: That are not able to be proven whether they are true or not. I'm
0: not saying they are true or not true because I don't know. People have beliefs that may be true and they may not be true. Mm -hmm. I think I see where you're coming from. Some beliefs are true. Yeah. And some are not true. And I may go out on a limb and say that there are probably more false beliefs, I would say, than true beliefs. I'm just going on a limb on saying it. I'd
1: I'd go on that limb. I wouldn't bet on it like i would bet i would bet on it but i wouldn't like bet everything
0: okay
1: you know well it's it's, it's it reminds me of schrodinger's cat right there's a, there's a cat in a box someone says it's dead someone says it's alive mm-hmm. right it is both alive and dead until proven otherwise until you open the box
0: right with that, would that go- and, it, it
1: applies to your mentos right there there is both an odd number and a negative number in that until you open
0: it and oh, figure okay. it out so that, right? th- that's helpful so in the case of the mentos there are an even number of mentos in this box, and then there are an odd number of mentos in this box, and both are true until we count them.
1: Yes. That is a I, I I'm not like super well versed on the entire theory around that, but that is that is the
0: base of that. Yeah. I'm trying to take that idea to its logical conclusion. I'm trying to maybe think that if there can be an even or odd number of mentos in this box and then i would think that then spirituality could be true or 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 the spiritual as you describe it could be true or could not be true or or there could be a car sitting out there or not be a car sitting out there and i'm i'm thinking what you're telling me is that everything really is true and everything really is simultaneously not true.
1: Well, and I would say that your experience based off your belief is valid, whether that belief is true or not. Say it again? Your belief, Mm -hmm. wait, what did I say? (laughs) Uh, Your experience of your belief Let's say, uh, let's translate this to vaccines. Um, if you are interested and you believe that this COVID vaccine, right, is uh, beneficial, you believe mm-hmm. it is going to help prevent you from getting COVID. Mm-hmm. You, and then there is someone who is simultaneously saying, "I do not believe those things." Yeah, your experience in your mind, the things that you're thinking about mm-hmm. that belief, yeah. the things that the way that that belief is affecting your body, yeah, the way that that belief is uh, affecting your relationships, that experience is valid,
0: regardless of whether the belief is true or not. I think I see where you're coming from. And more towards the beginning of the conversation, I think we were talking about not so much whether a belief is valid in the sense that, yes, I believe it, or it's my experience of it being Mm -hmm. true, that I think we're trying to talk about it more whether it is true. And for example, your example, the vaccines, Mm -hmm. if I believe that vaccine, that a certain vaccine will work, and Johnny is sitting next to me, and Johnny believes that same vaccine won't work. Mm-hmm. That I'll get, that I won't get COVID if I believe that that vaccine works, and and he believes that it doesn't work. So if he gets vaccine, then he more he'll just would get COVID because he didn't believe. Does my belief about the vaccine have anything to do with the truth of whether the vaccine works? <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know if there's enough data to tell us that, and and I think spe- specifically with the vaccine, I don't know. But um, in, in it general, sounds like that there's a
0: test. A, well, maybe. Well, I mean, what what if we gave like two thousand people uh, vaccines, hmm? and some believe that it would it would stop them from getting COVID, and yeah. some in the other half believe that it wouldn't. I would imagine and tell me and I'm coming up with the test and if yeah, I'm yeah. coming up with the incorrect test let me know. I would imagine by the end of the test we would maybe get closer to an objective truth about that question,
1: sure. But what we're testing is is that vaccine, right? What we're testing is that specific vaccine. And what is really interesting about that is the people on both sides will develop and cultivate and write stories in their minds that will often corroborate their own beliefs. And so there's this unconscionable like bias that we all bring to the table. And like the short answer is yes, we can test and prove whether there is an efficacy to this vaccine, yeah. right? And we can say quantifiably that it is at least beneficial to some degree yeah. or or not. Yeah, yeah. And so, we and and specifically, if we're talking about COVID, we can look at the a vaccinated COVID patient and an unvaccinated COVID patient and look at the two compared X-rays and see that one's going to be way worse off, right? That being said, the person who and this is not always going to be true, but oftentimes what happens is someone who is grounded in a belief and unwilling to take in new information, yeah, will then continue to be like, well it would have been worse if I had gotten the vaccine and they're not willing to listen to the data. Right. And so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. I do. I think I do. Re- I see where it's coming from that where um, the lens I have about how I interpret information. Yeah. Will really affect whether I see that information is true or not. And I think with a it- Vaccine example, I think that's why in a scientific example, what the person thinks about it in that study, if it was properly designed, would be irrelevant in the sense that there is a test and that same test is true for everybody, regardless of what they believe. Yeah. There's a scientific
1: method. There's a method, and there's
0: a way to root out those biases. Correct. If someone and if someone thinks that the 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 COVID would have been worse if they got this or that, yeah, they might not even know if they got the vaccine or not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Only the and the scientists might not even know whether they got the vaccine or not. Did they get the placebo or did they get the vaccine? Nobody knows. Yeah, until the very end when they unblind the studies. And so I'm thinking that would could be a test in that. Sure. Right, Right. And
1: they've done a ton of tests around prayer. And whether the the efficacy of prayer, right? And so does prayer help someone when they have cancer? They've done those tests. There's been a lot of money poured into things along those lines. And and I say that as an example, because that's often associated with spirituality. Yeah. But it's one of those things where when it comes to the test for other things, like Mentos, if you take the Mento and you like destroy it, no one can ever count it. It is no like it will always be unknown right so you have the mentos bottle okay Otter even yeah and then mentos bottle is gone you you'll never know
0: oh you mean gone like put in another room or gone gone like...
1: as in like it's it's destroyed it's thrown out and you no longer have it to count you like it's you'll you'll never know
0: so if we in the case of the mentos bottle mm-hmm. mentos box if we if, some, if we gave this box to somebody mm-hmm. and they took it, that box unbeknownst to us to the other room and destroyed that box. Yep. What would, would there, no? you're saying that there's still, there wouldn't be an objective answer to that question?
1: I'm saying that whether you believe it to be odd or whether you believe it to be even may or may not be beside the point. But your experience of you thinking it odd or thinking it even is still going to be with you, and it's going to affect you, right? And so, when it comes to, for instance, a traumatic incident where they both experience the same thing, this person said, "Johnny says it's not traumatic." Yeah, Susie says it is.
0: I'm just trying. I'm trying to understand it in terms of your belief of a spiritual trauma, and I was. We were defining first we were defining what trauma meant and, and then we're trying to define what a spiritual trauma was as to something else. Mm -hmm. And, and that's how we got here. And and I'm trying to understand how we know what we know. I want to know how, how we could describe it to ourselves.
1: There are enough people and enough pieces of data that suggests that they have experienced trauma in spiritual settings. Yeah. And there is a, there is a lot of data as to how those people have grappled with it. Now, just because I am sitting over here and see that ah, that wasn't traumatizing for me. Right. I don't, I mean that's that's an odd number of mentos for me doesn't mean that this person's experience
0: is no longer valid right yeah and i don't want to i want to make sure we separate the experience
1: like well i think that's what's so interesting about spiritual trauma is the experience and the knowing are tied to one another okay does that make sense go on i think the experience and the knowing are tied to one another because in order to experience this spirituality, which is entirely inside of you and unique, and you might be part of a community that you prescribe to that has similar beliefs, right? But as a general rule, this is something that, that is me focused, right? It is unique. And so when that is tied to a Trump, like an incident that is also. Interpreted based off of a trauma like trauma, which is interpreted, it becomes this thing that it's my knowing and understanding of my spirituality or not knowing it and grappling with it and not like being able to wrap my head around it and then experiencing in that context I
0: that think, creates. The yeah, problem. I think I see where you're coming from. Let's, it's very nebulous. Let's, let's talk. Let's maybe this will help me. And thank you for hanging in there with me. Thanks for hanging there with me. (laughs) Johnny. We're going to change Johnny's belief again. We're going to try. We're going to try. Johnny, let's say, has the exact same belief as you in the sense that there are these harms in the sense that there are these harms that cause traumas, Mm -hmm. just in a very basic sense. Sure. And let's say... Johnny, for whatever reason, denies up and down. He says, Well, you know what? Th- is the spiritual as you define it as this higher power that connects us? He says, I don't think that's the thing. I don't believe it. And I think, you know, I can explain how these tra- traumatic things can happen and how we respond to them completely without that concept of the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Would we say that his belief is correct?
1: It could be. Okay. And so I think there's two things there. I think one absolutely could be true. Like for him, like, no, it's not.
0: For him. Yes. So the spiritual could be true for one person and not for true for another person. Absolutely. How do we know things that are true for one person and not true for another person? How do we know that that is a real thing, that a exists, that is real. How do we know that?
1: You know, I'm not sure that I can answer that. And I, and I, I don't know that if I'm I'm a processor, so it usually takes me time to think about things. Please take
0: your time. Um, Take your time. But
1: I I just don't know. Yeah, and these are difficult Um, questions, for sure. Let me see if I can rephrase the question back at you, and that way I know I'm answering the right question. Please. Is that fair? Please. Um, So I'm hearing that Johnny... Yeah. ...and Susie believe the
0: same thing, like, spiritually speaking. Sure. Well... Johnny believe Well, Johnny and Susie believe in the concept of that, that there's these events out there that cause, these are traumatic events and cause trauma with people. So they believe that trauma exists. Yeah, they believe that trauma exists and people um, have traumatic experiences and, and some the, of these big T traumas and some of these small T traumas, they're all the same, ex- except for one small difference. Johnny says, yeah, I believe it, but there is no the spiritual, I don't know what that means. And and I know you defined it as as kind of a higher power sort of thing that connects us all, but I don't really think that's necessary for this to work. That this works fine without that concept. Yeah. And and if we wanted to know So that's helpful. So for for I, I think
1: the Main conversation is like trauma, period exists. And then whether we attach the label of spirituality to it is what we're trying to parse out, right? And so, what merits something getting that
0: spiritual label? Why don't we just stop at trauma? Why do we need to go to spiritual trauma? So, why do we need to go to physical
1: trauma? Why do we need to go to sexual trauma?
0: Why do we need to go to... If someone experiences physical or sexual trauma, would there, in that experience, let's say physical trauma... Be physical evidence? Well, I'm thinking that maybe in that case, um, yeah, maybe there would be a way to know what we're talking about. I'm just trying to understand how we know. Well, and
1: I th- and I think that that's something that we we know because we ask. We know because they the the data, the qualitative data that the person who's experienced it has given us, we we listen and we yeah. believe, right? Mm-hmm. And so when someone tells me that they were abused, we we believe it. Now, the police might need to like corroborate and say, "Hey, can you show me XYZ bruise?" But here's the problem, if there's no evidence, right?
0: Right? Then and so someone and when johnny experiences trauma yeah and there's you know there's no evidence it's fine and, and johnny uh says i experienced trauma and it's trauma mm-hmm. there's not spiritual trauma and, you know and thinking about that maybe what we should do at that point is step back even further and you're you're defining spirituality as connected through a higher power Maybe we should maybe we should step back even further and find out what you mean there. And what do by you mean, higher power, what do you mean by connected by higher power? Maybe that will help. And so
1: uh, by a power that is greater than than us. How do you and right? Me, yeah, tell me. And so for some people that yeah. is God. For others, it, again, like it might be a a value. It might be whatever that is for each person, right? And that's it's, it's different. What what connects us, right? might be different for me than it is for you and and that's where it gets murky right it's again dependent upon the unique perspective of what spirituality means um but it This is so good. This is good for me. This is good to know and be able to articulate. So I'm help. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, I can think of like five people that would be able to answer this question better than I would. So I I think answering the question of what is that higher power is dependent upon the person who is subscribing to whatever that power might be, right? And I I think that's what gets dicey. When When I speak about spiritual trauma at large, like general spiritual trauma, it is often associated with harms directly from... Beliefs that come from your religion, right? This becomes even more difficult to parse out when it, we are outside of uh, these institutional religions, which is where why this conversation, I think, is so so um, in the weeds.
0: Well, okay, this is this is helpful to me. If I say church-related trauma, yes, and spiritual trauma, am I saying the same thing?
1: Rectangles and squares. So, a rectangle is a square, but a square, wait, like a rectangle is not a square, but a square is a rectangle, right? Which,
0: what in the so, Venn diagram, which fits and where?
1: Yeah. So, I, I think that if you are religious and you are a church going person, that is a place of spirituality for you. And therefore, religion and that whole experience, everything you experience within Christianity is therefore tagged spiritual
0: let me ask you this okay can i not be spiritual and have a spiritual trauma i don't think you can
1: unless you were right (laughs) and then you stopped being spiritual because of it right Mm -hmm. beliefs change
0: Yeah, yeah i'm just trying to understand i'm really trying to understand um, and I'm just trying to understand when we're talking about spiritual and then we started talking about faith and knowing things that we don't have evidence of that knowledge and I'm mm-hmm. really trying to understand how you know what you know i'm really i'm I'm a bit well, of a I, block. I
1: think that might be the the hitch is that I believe that when I Believe this knowledge. I believe that when I believe this knowledge, I am doing the world a greater service by helping address it than if I didn't believe it. So, when I believe that spiritual trauma exists, yeah, and that it is affecting all of us, yeah, I am going to begin addressing it and actively feeling accountable and responsible for making changes to. And so that we cannot be collectively grappling with
0: trauma. I believe that spiritual trauma exists and therefore is going to help me address spiritual trauma. <laughs> yes. Okay. The statement confuses me a little bit.. Mm-hmm.
1: So I also believe that trauma exists period, regardless yeah. of the attachment to what it exists. Right.
0: Right. And I, I just, cause you mentioned very specifically spiritual trauma and I'm just trying to understand.
1: Yeah. 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 And so when I am working through and parsing out this idea that spiritual trauma exists, I am therefore going to act accordingly. And so I am not going to When I am in a spiritual conversation, when I am counseling people, when I am working with people in a spiritual context, when I am um, critically evaluating theologies uh, that are cultivating and shaping the world like Christianity is and Islam and Judaism, I'm going to critically assess whether those things are having a uh, traumatic Influence on its population.
0: Is there anything out there in the world that you would be able to experience? Something that I know personal experience seems to be a fundamental, a fundamental way you know this. Is there anything that could happen in the world that would make you more confident in the belief? You're at a five. How could we get you to a seven? What would make you even more confident that your belief, as stated, is true? To a 5.5 even, to a 6.
1: Just to make sure that I'm still honing in on the belief we started on.
0: Yes, please. That's a good point. That's a great point. Um, Let's talk about that. that. We're talking about the same belief. So that we are all
1: either experiencing, have experienced, or have been affected by,
0: spiritual Spiritual trauma trauma. what would make you more confident in that belief that we are all experiencing spiritual trauma
1: well i I don't know that i would ever say seven um just because i don't think i'd say that with a lot of things um But I, I think I'm actively pursuing that question with my schooling. That's <laughs> literally what I'm trying to study and parse out is I am going to school to learn about not only trauma, but also spiritual trauma and spirituality and how those all things are connected.
0: So sp- learning more about trauma, learning more about spirituality, yep. will make spirituality more true to you and the belief, more true to you? I don't know that it will make spirituality more oh, okay. true for I'm me. Sorry. I think it will make that
1: belief more true. So it, meaning that I will Learning true. more about your belief will make your belief more true. Tr- Let me rephrase okay, I'm sorry. learning information that confirms, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that if I'm gonna like it might I might go into this learning and realize that like, oh nope <laughs> Right? This is this is telling me that this is a you know a hoax. Don't think that's going to happen. Um, so but learning uh,
0: confirming information will help you. Learning info
1: like become more, do- more confident. So doing in your research, belief. learning, mm-hmm. and learning more yeah. from valid resources would 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 boost that for me.
0: And by valid resources, we mean reputable research. And by reputable research, we mean just trying to understand. <laughs> I just, just want to know what you yeah.
1: mean. Uh, research that has been done. Um. By someone who has had the work, you know, what's not not validated is not the word, confirmed is not the word, but um, it has become predictable, and the theories check out, and the hypotheses check out in repeatable, um, predictable ways.
0: Okay, and. Um... Well, let's go the other way. What do you think would make you less confident that your belief is true? You're a five. What would make you go to a 4.9? You know, uh, the belief started
1: out as we are all, right? And I think that is true. And I I think that the, I mean, even this conversation has taken me to a 4.99, right? Because thinking about, i'm naturally second guessing in general but it's it's one of those things where with people who are not spiritual have they been affected and i I believe the answer is yes because again we're
0: all connected to someone who is